welcome members to the Ice Cream Podcast. As you know, it's the official podcast of the North American Ice Cream Association, where we are all about ice cream people helping ice cream people. And look, today, no guests, just me coming at you. Do want to talk a little bit about ConeCon 2023, the fallout, all of the happenings, the uh, the whole event that was ConeCon 2023. It was uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Horseshoe Casino, great location right there on the strip. Now, there was a little bit of pandemonium so far as um, Formula One prep and so forth, but look, in the grand scheme of things, everyone seemed to have an incredible time, both supplier and attendee. And so uh, I just wanted to kind of touch on some of the things that uh, happened, some of the announcements that were made, some of the winners that were announced. Uh, if you weren't able to be there, I'd uh, love to be able to keep you involved in everything that was ConeCon 2023. Can I just start by saying that when we plan these conventions, we were generally two or three years out when we pick a location. So the the convention committee uh, had representatives in Vegas two, three years ago, looked at a bunch of locations um, and selected the horseshoe for a number of reasons. Uh, it was Bally's back at the time. But a was location. It was a great location right there on the strip. Uh, they also seem to be a little bit more exhibitor slash supplier friendly. So we're able to have suppliers wheel in their own equipment. And, you know, a lot of things work very, very, very well. The one thing that we, I guess, didn't factor in on or kind of knew it was a factor, but we couldn't zone in on it was the Vegas factor. How many people are going to come here just because it's Vegas? And uh, is it going to bring international people? Is it going to bring people that generally wouldn't come to a West Coast cone con? Um, and we were flabbergasted with the early registration numbers, the early hotel booking numbers. And to give you an idea, this year, well, let's start with last year. Last year, we we're in Fort Worth, Texas, and we had a total attendance, which is single day people, full uh, three day ticket people, exhibitors. Of just shy of a thousand, we had nine hundred ninety-eight. This year, all total, fourteen hundred and seventy-seven people. So pretty well, an extra five hundred people, or another third, on top of last year's attendance, basically came along this year to ConeCon twenty twenty-three, um, and had an incredible time. Generally, we lock in the official three days of the convention. Uh, this year, it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we've been having um, the pre-convention workshops, which this year uh, we held three, very similar to last year, an all-day food safety uh, seminar, which was put on by our good friends at Cornell University. And we also had a first-timers boot camp in the afternoon slash evening and added this year a masterclass, which again, sold out very quickly. We're very uh, cognizant of putting on a program and supporting those members of the association who perhaps are, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years in, multiple locations. You know, are we catering to uh, those people that are much more advanced in their business uh, dealings, their business mindset? And again, uh, I think we capped out attendance at about 100. We had 100 very on um, register very early. And uh, great, three great pre-convention uh, seminars. In fact, I don't know why, we're kind of kidding ourselves now and saying, well, it's a pre-convention day. 
it was a pretty full day. I think we could probably technically say that we're doing a uh, a, a fourth day, a fourth day convention. Uh, we had a bit of a cocktail uh, afterwards. Really good launch to uh, the three days that were ConeCon 2023. Another thing that happens day before is the Dick Warren Memorial Golf Competition. Uh, look, 20 players this year. We only had 12 last year. So um, great opportunity to get out, hit a few balls, raise a toast to the chief. Um, Andy said some very nice words about Dick Warren, who was a legend in our industry, and that's who the golf um, process is named after. Winners this year, Sven and Ty Van Bolk, Matt Graytons and Heather Simpson. Congratulations. They have their name on the Dick Warren Memorial Golf Trophy. Uh, next year, actually, and we made the announcement, uh, it's kind of filtered through the socials. Um, now's a probably good time to say that next year we're actually in Savannah, Georgia. Had a great little video uh, put together by Stratton Leopold. Mary and Stratton own a um, 100-plus-year-old ice cream business, family business, right there in Savannah, and uh, had them put together a video to welcome and, and uh, invite everybody to Savannah next year. And uh, we are actually at the Savannah Convention Center, which is attached to the Western, um, right on the river there. And the golf course is part of that complex. It's actually the Marriott, uh, I think it's Bar and Golf, whatever it's called. Uh, so if you want to play golf, it's going to be right there on property next year. Uh, take part in the Dick Warren Memorial Golf Competition. Uh, speaking of other competitions, we had uh, a lot of things happening on the trade show floor this year. And if I can break down this event to kind of trade show and um, and and convention per se, let's kind of segue over here to the uh, the to the trade show side of things. So uh, we had a dedicated area for demonstrations this year. It was really good. Last year we found, and we find as we grow this. Uh, meeting and as as I've mentioned, you know, 500 extra people here this year. Um, there's a need for people to be able to. I, I can't see the demo anymore, so we actually had um, a great stage with a, a camera facing downward and and a lot of demos, uh, great demos on the floor. Um, waffle cones, cake decorating. Uh, Andia from Andia's Ice Cream did freak shakes. Uh, I even got up there and did a whipped cream demo. Would you believe it? Um, and so there was a lot happening on the trade show floor, but some great uh, other things, competitions happening on the trade show floor was our uh, second annual Golden Scoop competition. Let me tell you, the hype for this competition is crazy. The idea is that you've got to get up there and scoop as many four-ounce scoops as you can Within, I think it's a half an ounce, an ounce, whatever, as close as it can be to four ounces within a minute. There were 64 competitors on the first day. It's a head-to-head -head knockout. Basically, it came back down to the big final, and I'm pleased to announce Jason Risner of Scoops Ice Cream and Grill basically overcame some incredible opposition and took home the trophy and the champion's belt for a second year. Let me tell you, he's a force to be reckoned with. And some people would say, I don't know, some people would say, well, two-year winner, he should just go straight to the uh, 
straight to the the final next year. When I spoke to him, he's like, uh, no, I'm happy to make my way up through the through the scooping ranks. I was checking in with him as the days went on. How you doing, Jason? Everything going okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweat on his brow. Just uh, survived another heat. Uh, so congrats, congratulations to Jason from Scoops. Held up the uh, golden scoop belt for a second year in a row. Uh, we also had another Paletta competition. Had a, a great demonstration and competition. We had uh, contestants from all over the country. Uh, Tasty Toucan from Stevensville, Maryland, uh, took out the win. Uh, and so congratulations to them. Another great on-the-floor activity, demonstration, movement. Um, really great to see some more things happening on the floor. Can I also segue to the other side of the room? We did something very different with tastings this year. And if you've been to a cone con before, before this year, you would know the monster line that forms as we judge both flavor of the year and flavor of the year non-dairy. The way we used to do it was put out about 80 tables and line up pints of ice cream on sauces. And people would basically make their way down that line, taste and judge as they went. The downside is you've got a whole lot of ice cream that's melting as you go. So the clinic committee, ice cream competition slash clinic committee headed up by uh, the wonderful Christine D'Amico, put forth a suggestion at the board meeting to have freezers, dedicated dipping cabinets or dipping freezers there with a racking system so that those flavors could be there all day. And so that's something different that happened this year as well. Rather than lining up in a concentrated period of time, we had uh, the first day was flavor of the year non-dairy. Second day was flavor of the year. They were out all day. You could basically uh, log into that area, check into the area, go through, taste at your leisure. If the tasting was busy, you could turn around, come back later on. It was a great addition to um, tasting the ice cream. And honestly, that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why people come to ConeCon is to taste the flavor of the year submissions. Over 100 this year. Unbelievable. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about awards at the end. But um, look, in the grand scheme of things, a lot happening on the trade show floor. We did shorten the second day a little bit. So we had nine to 12 on the trade show floor. Uh, but the first two days were nine to five. Uh, look, we had over 120 booths. Um, yes, some exhibitors had multiple booths. We had a lot of new exhibitors this year. Um, it, it really was a great event. And you could tell and even feel the electricity when you walked into that trade show hall, um, just how excited people were to be there, to talk to vendors, suppliers, uh, samples, demonstrations. It's just a, a great, uh, what's the word I'm up? microcosm of business that you can walk around there and basically see anything from mix, machines, cups, straws, walk-in freezers, dipping cabinets, insurance, nuts, toppings, fudge, whipped cream, the whole gamut was there. Um, And look, if we just did an event that was only the trade show by itself, it would still be much, much, uh, uh, I shouldn't say much, much, but worth the uh, price of admission. So uh, that was everything that was happening in the trade show side of things. I should say also that the association gave uh, or gives out an award for the best booth 
uh, every year. And there were multiple awards this year, but uh, Scott Brothers Dairy took out Booth of the Year. Nice-looking booth. Uh, but honestly, as I said, everybody really up their level uh, in their booth space, the interactivity, the sampling. We had a few hoops to jump through uh, with sample sizes and so forth, but um, great, great trade event. I think everyone was very happy. The feedback we got from all of our suppliers was that it was one of the best ones we'd had, which is fantastic. Let's segue a little bit over to the convention side of things. Again, uh, a packed program uh, on the, um, oh, let me just, uh, sorry, I'm going to turn again, go back. Trade show floor supply party on the second evening. We did a throwback, 90 years we were going as an association. This was our 90th annual uh, convention. And so we threw back to a Gatsby era party. We had a great band, the Apollo Quartet. Um, honestly, nearly everybody dressed up. Feathers, pearls, wingtips, fedoras, zoot suits. Uh, it was great. We held that evening on, on the supply party, the second evening traditionally, a charity auction for the Bryce Thompson Scholarship. And uh, what a great member benefit this is. We've had uh, podcasts on it before. Really would um, have you go back and listen to Sue Cloder and her podcast on the Bryce Thompson Scholarship. Broke all of the records this year. So many people brought in items for the the silent auction um, and some incredible donations of products, equipment, machines for the live auction. In total, the supplier party and the uh, accompanying auctions, both live and silent, raised $70,100, $70,100 that goes directly into the Bryce Thompson Scholarship, that goes directly to help uh, employees of member stores. So if you have uh, college-age kids working in your store, that have benefited from or have never applied for the Bryce Thompson Scholarship, I really would encourage you to get involved in that this year. Um, and again, much thanks to those who bid, to those who donated products. What a, what a great result um, to a very, very successful uh, auction process and supplier party. So um, we did, we, we have the winners up on our website. Um, so you can go there. But uh, this year we gave $40,000 out to um, a range of students ranging from multiple $1,000 scholarships all the way up to a $5,500 scholarship. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, segueing back now to the convention side of things. You know, it's crazy. We have these two events going simultaneously and we try to dovetail them both so that we're not too heavy on the convention, we're not too heavy on the trade show, um, but, but a great event so far as our uh, convention standpoint, we had over 30 breakouts and seminars, including the pre-convention days, um, everything from marketing, from management, from finance, from but every topic in the business world relating to ice cream and frozen dessert, either opening stores, growing stores, uh, growing your business uh, was was touched on there. Very, very good feedback so far as the content, the presenters. We thank everybody who put together presentations. Um, again, we're just collating a lot of that and they will be available on the ConeCon app, um, the presentations. We've had a few people ask about, hey, I attended this seminar. Um, when will the slides be ready? They'll be ready on the app very, very soon, if not already. 
So keynote speaker this year, Craig Culver. Honestly, what a great industry icon and an example of someone who grew up in the family business, really had no intent to stay in the family business, but it kept pulling him back. Uh, and lo and behold, uh, has grown to... 940, 950 locations all around the country. Some great stories, examples, uh, experiences of growing up in a food service business, in a food service family. Um, and we had a lot of people ask questions, a lot of people take notes. We're grateful for Craig um, and uh, the, the story that he shared, which was incredible. Uh, look, all of this culminated up to our awards banquet. And, uh, boy, it was a long one. Everyone made a lot of very good ice cream this year. Um, and I won't go through all of the awards. Um, all of the awards, both vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry for the clinic, all of the awards will be up on the website very, very soon, if not already. I do want to touch on a couple of awards that were a little bit different. This year we had a few um, uh, different awards and new awards um, every year we look at this process of who achieved our blue ribbon in certain categories. And if you receive three blue ribbons in a five-year period, you qualify for the Grandmaster Ice Cream Maker Award. It's a great privilege, a great plaque to put on the wall. You're, you're regarded as a Grandmaster Ice Cream Maker, making um, which is very tough in some years three blue ribbons in a five-year period. Um, three winners of the Grandmaster Ice Cream Award this year. Mooville Creamery, congratulations to those guys. Incredible product, uh, consistently winning blue ribbons. Grandmaster Ice Cream, congratulations. Um, we also had Yoda's Southern Creamery. Um, those of you who were there, they've won uh, Flavor of the Year previously and, and others. Um, Yoda Southern Creamery, Grandmaster Ice Cream Maker Award. Well done. Congratulations. Second time winner of the Grandmaster Ice Cream Award, Karen's Creamery. Karen Cagney out there in Arizona. She's slow, slugging away at that uh, ice cream batch freezer. Does great product. Hard as big as an ox. Um, and so uh, congratulations, Karen. Fabulous. Second time. And for the first time ever, a third-time Grandmaster Ice Cream Award winner, Chocolate Shop Ice Cream. Third time they've won it. Consistently right up there with quality, sensory. Um, congratulations to everybody there at the Chocolate Shop Ice Cream. They were bringing home the medals this year, the Chocolate Shop uh, folk. Um, did a great job with Blue Ribbons, great job with Grandmaster. And Dave Dedman was uh, named as the Forest Mock Person of the Year for incredible contributions to the association. And as I mentioned in my speech, I'll be a lot less emotional in the podcast than I was in my speech. Um, no one will ever know the amount of time and effort and resources that Dave, um, particularly Dave, his crew, absolutely, but Dave puts into this association. There is just so much resources given again that is done all behind the scenes dave doesn't want uh, attention he doesn't want acknowledgement um, but it was a great uh, award and uh, a very nice thank you to him for the process of you know helping so many of us in the industry and helping the uh, the the uh, association as a whole new award this year 
we call a triple scoop of excellence. What does that mean, Steve? Well, I'll tell you what it means. It means if you win a blue ribbon in vanilla, in the vanilla category, in the chocolate category, and in the strawberry category in one year, which is quite the accomplishment, it rarely happens. Uh, we've come up with a new award, a new plaque called the Triple Scoop of Excellence. Numerous winners this year outside the cone, winner of uh, Triple Scoop of Excellence. Congratulations. Uh, we also had Stella's Ice Cream out of Boise, Idaho. Congratulations, Chad and the crew there. Triple Scoop of Excellence, three blue ribbons. Yummy's Ice Cream, Val and the crew up there. Um, well done. Triple scoop of excellence, a blue ribbon in vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Leading up to the final bits and pieces, I know this podcast is going along as, as long as the award ceremony did. Let's talk about best new flavor non-dairy. So we have two categories, best new flavor non-dairy, best new flavor dairy or regular. Best new flavor non-dairy, third place was Vegan S'mores by Bumbaladi's Homemade Ice Cream. Wes and the crew, well done, third place, third in the country. Uh, incredible. Second place, best new flavor, non-dairy, Jala Pina Colada, black cat ice cream. Well done. Fantastic. Um, look, there was, a, there was a tie for second place, would you believe it? Best new flavor, non-dairy, second place tied, salted peanut butter brittle by Kate's Ice Cream. Uh, love some Kate's Ice Cream action. Well done. Congratulations. And the winner of the best new flavor, non-dairy this year, was Strawberry Hibiscus Italian Ice by the Chocolate Shop Ice Cream Company. Congratulations, Dave and Sarah and the crew. Again, great product uh, served all over the country and uh, it, in, in the blind taste test for the Best New Flavor Non-Dairy, it won. Voted by ice cream shop owners, uh, Strawberry Hibiscus Italian Ice. Fantastic. Let's talk about flavor of the year. When we talk about flavor of the year, we have regional winners, and then one of those regional winners becomes the actual winner. Uh, flavor of the year 2023, Northeast region went to Jackpot by Holy Cow Ice Cream Cafe. Uh, there are no strangers to taking home the brass, so congratulations to the crew there at Holy Cow. Uh, we've got Midwest region, Smoky Italian Fig by Clementine's Creamery. Well done, bringing home some awards back to the STL here. We've got Southern Region, uh, Butter Toffee Popcorn by Andia's Ice Cream. Congratulations, George and Andia. Flavor of the Year in the Southern Region. And the Western Region, interestingly, a Parmesan Apricot by Winston's Ice Cream Company. I, I love even just kind of going through the process of seeing what flavor profiles appeal to what. And Parmesan Ice Cream, a Parmesan Apricot Ice Cream, um, one uh, Flavor of the Year for the Western Region. As we look at uh, third place winners, third place national winner for flavor of the year, Snicks and Giggles over the top ice cream. Well done. Uh, there's been some debate on this next one. I thought it's read Fluffernutter. Um, on my sheet, it said Flutternutter. Uh, Austin's homemade ice cream. Well done. Flavor of the year, third place winner. Second place winner, flavor of the year was. Butter Toffee Popcorn, Andia's Ice Cream. Congratulations again, George and Andia. And the National Award winner, Flavor of the Year 2023, Smoky Italian Fig, Clementine's Creamery. Again, bringing that trophy back home to the STL here. 
Um, congratulations to Tamara and all of the crew there at Clementine's. Uh, she's won it before, Flavor of the Year, making some great flavored ice cream there at Clementine's. And look, congratulations to all of our award winners, uh, whether you were a runner-up, a, a high, high distinction, um, a third place, a regional winner. It's just such a great process to get everybody's ice cream in, to have it judged, to taste it, to look at these new flavors, profiles, what ice cream makers are doing around the country. Um, absolutely incredible. So as we wrap up this uh, wrap-up of ConeCon 2023, I'm going to invite you out to ConeCon 2024. Again, we made the announcement, Savannah, Georgia. It's on the 13th, 14th, and 15th of November, a little bit later in the month. Um, with a pre-convention day more than likely going to be on the 12th. Obviously, we're going to have a lot more information on in the new year, but uh, mark your calendar, 13th, 14th, 15th of November in Savannah, Georgia. Cannot wait. Well, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Great to chit-chat. Um, look, for more information on the podcast, we'd love to share more information on the podcast. You can go to icecreamassociation.org. And look, if you want to be on the podcast, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Drop us a line, info at icecreamassociation.org. For more information on the podcast, previous episodes, everything that's going on in the association, icecreamassociation.org. Thanks very much for joining us. It's a wrap on ConeCon 2023, and we'll see you in Savannah 2024.